Yoda got adopted. Oh my God, the best news ever, isn't it? I mean, for me, I'm so happy. Well, for Yoda. For Yoda too, but for me, because I've had this dog for two months and I love him so much. He's gotten to be, you know, part of the family. And um, the good news is that he's going to be at the cutest, adorable couple in Santa Cruz. He's going to have a yard and he gets to go to the beach. Oh, dream life. Really adorable. I'm so happy. And they're going to come visit. And oh. yeah, because her family, the, the girl, her family lives in South San Francisco, her parents. So she, I get to see him again. That is the best when we still get to keep our foster dogs in our lives. Yeah, because we, you know, they are an extension to our little family. And even though, you know, you kind of have to, when you bring them a foster, because a lot of people say they don't want to foster because, oh, I can't do it. I just won't be able to give them up. But if you t- go in the mindset when you take it, the dog in that this is your foster, you're, you, can, you can get through it a lot better. And sometimes you make a friend for life. Uh, some dogs, they come and they go, but some dogs stay in your life. And that's just the most beautiful relationship that come out of that because they, they always remember you as, you know, their hero. Yeah. And I love the adopters that stay in contact with us and send us updates. It just makes my day. And you have had Yoda for longer than we usually have foster dogs. Yeah, I, th- I think it's been about two months because he was, you know, he got, he was injured really badly. And so he had a lot of recovery and processes to go through. He did, but he made it through and, you know, he's all better now and ready to go home because of you, because of fostering. Fostering is a huge, rewarding experience, not for the, for just, you know, the dog, because the dog gets rehabilitated from, you know, a, a shelter environment, but it's rewarding for the foster family. So if you are out there and you've considered fostering for whether it be with us or anywhere you are located, um, please do it. And you know how to do it. You know how to do it. That sounds like a song, Louis. Were you singing that? <laughs> you know how to do it. Yeah. You go to the website and fill out an application. F A I R Y T A I L S. We haven't had a podcast in a, in a, you know, it's, it's been, we've been busy. Um, so I'm so happy that we're back to, on the mic. Hi, Tiffany. Hi, Louise. Yes, sometimes uh, there, it goes several weeks in be- between our episodes and we want to do more podcasts, but we're so busy with the dogs and so we do our best and you can at least always trust that we will return. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we are just two women doing this. Um, we've we've had a, you know, uh, during the comeback of the pandemic, we've had a harder time. Uh, getting foster families and getting people um, sort of, you know, rallying around uh, us and and uh, sending donations and whatnot. And so um, if you're listening, please come back. Um, We need some help and we want to save more dogs and help more dogs and make a difference. So we can't do it alone. 
That's right. It takes a village. And that's certainly something that has been shown in Europe right now. Mm. Everybody coming together for Ukraine and the refugees. And not only the human refugees, but also the dogs. And that's what we want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. My heart is going out to Ukraine and to all of the, the, the people that live there and all of the beans that live there, all the dogs that live there. Um, and what is interesting is to watch is how much the family pets are also getting rescued in a warlike situation. You don't don't always see that. Yeah, I think it's a, a somewhat new development as uh, the pet culture has developed. We haven't had wars recently in modern times in the western part of the world where we have a more of an extreme pet cul- culture, meaning that our dogs are treated more like family members. In the areas of the world where we, we have seen wars, such as the Middle East, uh, the big war in Syria, um, the general relationship with the dog is very different from what it is in the Western world. So maybe uh, that's why there hasn't, uh, for once, been any reporting on it uh, in the media. And for the second, there maybe hasn't been any rescuing efforts at all or just, uh, you know, very small um, because it's just not been a thing of the past. That is actually very, very valid. And there, you're right, there hasn't been a war in the Western world in a long time. And things have changed a lot in, the, in many years from since the last time we've had a war, which is, what, the 1940s? Exactly. Things are very different now in terms of uh, being a dog. Yeah, that you know, sometimes Louise, you say things that I feel are very profound. I hope the read, I hope the listeners feel the same as I do because that is, I, I haven't thought about that because I was watching the news and seeing and reading the news and thinking, wow, this is different than normally when I read any war stories. I'm seeing a lot of effort. People are not leaving their family pets behind is what I'm seeing. Yeah, exactly. Like in the news feed, we're, we're just uh, getting stories about refugees running uh, with their dogs. Yeah. And also all the amazing efforts that's being done by the organizations to save the dogs that are abandoned and left behind. And it's just, yeah, it's in the spotlight in a whole different way now. Like I saw this most adorable thing on the news, Tiffany, I have to show you. Um, it's this photo of a girl. She's carrying her German Shepherd over her shoulder. Oh my God! Uh, and along with her backpack, and like this backpack and the dog, these are her belongings that she's running with. Oh my God! She's a she's a hero. She what a what a beautiful soul. And I would, I just my heart my heart breaks. Oh my God, Louise. Yeah. It's a picture of this woman carrying a big dog. It says Puglia, a 12-year-old German shepherd, was carried 17 kilometers to the Polish border. This dog is too old to walk, you know, so she carries her, carries the dog. So people, this is what we're talking about. Dogs are family members. Would you leave your child behind? No, you'd carry your child. Exactly. This is the same thing. And it's so heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time to see. This uh, is the connection that we're trying, where we're, we want to convey to the world that people have with their pets. And 
um, I think there's a lot of still in many of our conversations in the podcast, people not understanding that relationship as deep as it is. And this just says it all. A picture says a thousand words. That picture says it all. You know, it's hard to say that something good comes out of the situation with Ukraine, but, you know, at least this is a, a positive uh, trend that we're seeing in the news re- reporting from this new war that's taking place uh, right now. And, you know, it actually paints a better picture of dogs that we didn't have before. So it's a little silver lining. That's the little silver lining. You know me, lining. I can't help but, like, you know, we have to. being a little optimistic. No, and I appreciate your your optimism, Louise, because it's, it's we need it. I'm it's, glad you do. No, but it's that or complete despair, and um, you know, otherwise it is it's overwhelmingly sad, and we need something to hold on to that gives us a little hope in humanity. So we want to talk about this, and that's you know because there's a lot of articles coming out. It's it's making news that people are taking care of their of their dogs and not leaving their dogs behind. It's making news. It really is. And uh, you know, as the war continues to unfold, uh, organizations that are both uh, on the ground in Ukraine and also globally are all actively supporting animal charities that, to ensure that stray dogs find shelter. And you know, animal advocates are driving into Ukraine to rescue stranded pets. And you know, they put the, a big risk to their own safety doing this. It's not just like you know, going to do a good deed. They're risking their lives to go in and save these animals. Absolutely. They're risking their lives. You you have to think about that. This is serious. I wish I could be there with them. I want to be there too. I wish I could. I, you know, and, uh, and I know it's men as well, but a lot of these people who are taking, risking their lives for these dogs are women um, in fact, this woman, look at, she's, at, I'm going to show you a picture of her. Look how beautiful she is. Oh, oh, and she's holding the dog right up to her face uh, yeah. and they're like face touching. She is, her name is Marina Dilly. Um, and she, Marina says she's worried about the dogs in Ukraine, um, that have been left behind in the shelter. And so she's made a trip, um, to the Ukraine and to, Act, rescue the dogs that were left behind in the shelter because you know these were homeless dogs normal people like you and me who you know just couldn't stand what was going on and they just took matters into their own hands and got in their cars and drove down and did something and this picture is of these dogs in a yard in the snow and then you know they're just so happy there's a picture of them just so happy to see a human approach them they're just like thank you you didn't leave us behind it's just I, 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 I wish I could, I wish I could be there, Louise. I wish I could do something myself. You know, I would risk my life for, I would risk my life for something like this. Yeah. People are risking their lives. I know I would. I don't, I, you know what? Don't judge. <laughs> you know, and if you do. Well, people are risking their lives for Russia too. So there abs- you go. There you go. Um, and if you want to donate to the pets um, of U- Ukraine, um, this charity is called Greater Good Charity. Well, it's uh, if you go into Greater Good Charities, you can ch- select the for the crisis in Ukraine. You know, I was thinking about uh, getting a list ready for this episode about different organizations that you can 
donate to. But, you know, there's so many of them. And to be honest, it's very hard to pronounce the names. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this one's easy. Uh, no, um, uh, that's a joke. Uh, you know, I was just like, no, people can just Google it. Everybody can Google today because there are so many great um, organizations and we're not local. So, I, you know, I, I feel like just give it a Google and there's plenty of local organizations in Ukraine and Poland uh, that are in need of your money. So just Google a dog rescue Ukraine. Okay. Did you just say give it a Google? I think you did. I did. Did give I just it a coin Google? a term? I think you just coined a term. Give it a Google. Give it a Google. That's a, that sound that sounds better than Google it. Give yeah. it a Google. <laughs> well, there you go. I was so focused on what you just said. I was like, all I could think about was give it a Google. And I know you've mentioned a bunch about Googling uh, dog rescues and whatnot, but Mm -hmm. yeah. One good thing that I heard uh, about um, the fact that people are bringing their dogs, you know, with them over the borders, uh, you might be like, hey, dogs can't just cross borders. They need to have proof of vaccination and dog passport and, you know, this whole thing. Like, so what's going on with that? So here's the amazing thing. Countries, including Latvia, Poland and Romania have all temporarily lifted the requirements for transporting pets without a set of veterinary documents such as, you know, vaccination and so on. And this means that the animals can be safely rescued from war-torn areas. They don't even have to be vaccinated. They'll still just let them over the border, but they have to be vaccinated once they cross the border. Absolutely. And, you know, if somebody... I mean, come on, this is a no-brainer, people. If somebody is going to walk how many miles did that equate the because i can't I, i'm american i don't know how many you said meters or oh 17 so. kilometers it, it works out to what in, in miles you're asking the wrong person right, i have to calculate but anyways if somebody's gonna walk that long and that far with their dog on their back you know that they've took taken good care of that dog and brought on the vaccinations necessary like come on yeah you don't have to worry about that dog bringing in no. some ukrainian lice <laughs> Ukrainian lights like come on (laughs) exactly so you know but thank you to those countries for lifting that because that would that would I I would lose my shit if they did if they didn't allow those dogs in after what those people endured I'd be like losing my shit right now yeah so you know the whole seems like the whole most of the world is a is supporting Ukraine but is it enough you know I mean what's going to happen to I mean, we're not talking not just the, the humans, but like what's going to happen to everything in Ukraine? Well, that's for a political part. Okay, well, I won't talk you about You know what it. I want to talk about? I want to hear it. I want to talk about the people who left their dogs behind in Ukraine. Mm, ooh. I know, you see the one carrying it like a, a, a dog that can't even walk. We're not talking about them anymore. We're I talking know. about the people who left their dogs. I was behind. talking about the contrast. So that raises a lot of, okay, well. That's a contrast. Think about it. Yes, you're right, definitely. But so people who do this, I, I ask myself, is it because uh, they feel like they don't have a choice or do they choose just not to bring their dog. They don't I, I think that I think that they do have a choice and they just don't value the dog's life as much as um I Is it as cold blooded that they're just like, Oh, it's a hassle, we'll just not bring the dog I don't know. I mean 
I don't know. It's a good question. You know, we don't know. I mean, maybe they they have little children they have to carry and they have to exactly. choose between their children and their dog. And they're like devastated and heartbroken and sick to thinking about it every day and leave by behind as much food and water. I mean, that's, that's also probably the case and can't even deal. And to think about the trauma they're going through. So I, I understand. I certainly wouldn't do that, but, um, you know, what else, what, what can we do as a, to help? I mean, we need to be able to help the rescue, not only the, the humans, but the dogs too, and the horses and all animals, except for farm animals. They, they're fine out there on the, I guess, right? Grazing. I don't fucking know. I don't know. So I think of course it's a lot of gray areas and people leave their dogs behind for different reasons. And some might, you know, be like, Hey, we have several small children and we just like can't do it. Or, um, but do the dog try to follow them? Do they let it out on the street or do they, you know, it's, you know, how do, how do you even like abandon your dog? Like quite physically like that. I don't know. But when I was, I, I put myself in my in that their shoes for a second and the thought of my dogs being left behind and knowing what that would do to them, the sounds of war, not having their parents with them, their family who they love and rely on and just I, I could I pictured it when you were talking about it. It just it breaks my heart. Like I can't. <sighs> I just it's you heavy. Make me cry because I know what's happening right this minute and it just kills me and it's I feel powerless and I feel frustrated because I know this moment there's a dog cowering in a corner shaking so scared and sad in there's articles they there is proof scientific proof that dogs feel emotion you see it in their faces you see it when they're sad and you see it when they're happy it's they feel like just as much as we do, maybe even more. I, I don't know. <sighs> it's. Uh... I had nightmares about this. I've had nightmares about my not being able to get to my dogs and having anxiety in my dreams where I can't get to them and comfort them and know, let them know I'm, I'm here. I know that, you know, I mean, I have nightmares about that with my children too. I have the same nightmare where I, my horrible nightmares and it feels real and I wake up and I'm just like, thank God that's not real. I was uh, thinking about that today when I was driving in the car and listening to the news about uh, uh, Russia and Ukraine and just like trying to imagine if it was uh, a war happening here in San Francisco, which seems so unlikely, of course. But, you know, and if I was had to run with Journey and, like, I only had a backpack. Food for you and him? And- yeah, for, like, a month. Like, how can that, you know? Or, or like, get all the cash together. And, and Journey also, you know, having his behavioral problems. It's not like I can just, like, put him on a bus, you know? Just, like, trying to plan it out no, like it's actually happening. No, you think happening. about it. When you think about it, it is and a it's lot. Like, I'm just, like, it's so hard to solve all these problems because i'm just struck with so much fear i can't even think straight you know and right now as we're talking about this my heart goes to both people i i mean for those who just don't give didn't care about their dog and my fuck you but for those who had to make that decision 
and it's tearing them apart. And they, ha- I mean, just when you were thinking about you, just what you needed for you and journey was overwhelming. Mm. Can you imagine if it was you and small children? And, um, I know that I wouldn't, I would make it, I would bring all my dogs, but you know, I've never been in a war. Mm. I am grateful and I've been lucky. So I, I can't imagine those, what is going through everyone's heads. I mean, there's, I can't. Mm. Do you think people still stop to pick up the poop in a poop bag? (laughs) I would say, fuck it. Fuck the fucking poop. You you know, that is hilarious. I I really hope they don't fucking pick up the poop. That's all I'm saying. I I just picture, you know, all these like, don't poop here signs that you see around San Francisco with people's little flowers outside their houses and thinking like if that's the situation in Ukraine when the refugees are like marching by foot you know down the streets like towards Poland and they go by and they have these their dogs their family members that they're you know like taking with them and there are these signs along the roads that's telling them like don't even take a shit I hope they take a photo of them flipping that sign off while they're holding their dog and escaping war Yes. You know, that, but yeah, I, to answer that question, I would say 99.9% no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not. Can you imagine? Ugh. I gotta pick up the poop. I'm like, I'm escaping war. I gotta pick up the poop. Where's there any garbage anywhere I can drop this off? Fuck. <laughs> Thanks for lightening the, the moment, Louise. I appreciate that because I was in a deep, dark depression of thinking about it. Sometimes I just don't want to think about it because it's too much. Yeah. Hell yeah, it is. But we have to. Yeah. And there are people who are doing so many inspiring things, and those are the people we have to focus on. Like, let me tell you about this guy. Ooh, let's hear about him. So, he is a veterinarian who's now being hailed as a hero after he has navigated war-torn Ukraine to save animals caught in the crossfire. Nuh-uh. His name is Jacob Kotovich, and he has rescued over 200 cats and 60 dogs, um, you know, since Monday. And this was written, like, yesterday, so in, like, two days. For one person in one van. You're fucking... One, this is one person? This is one guy. I want to marry he him, He bought too. a can van. Can I marry him? Well... Can we, can we no, both marry him? He's... You can marry him after... Me. Oh my god, I love him. I love him. <coughs> Jacob what? Kodovich. Kodovich. Jacob Kodovich, you're a fucking hero. You're a stud. We love you. I I am so grateful for people like human beings like you. Yeah, he basically just, you know, I want to restore wanna... faith in humanity for me. He adopted this uh, pygmy goat that he found there that has deformed legs. Oh, I love this guy. That's obviously somebody left behind, you know. Oh. It's like, I can see how, uh, you know, someone might think it's reasonable. But he found this pygmy goat with deformed legs and he adopted him. And now this goat is like lying, wait for it, in a bed of chihuahuas. Chihuahua. You're fucking okay. You know, it's amazing. You know that you know you've you that's like that's a I want a fucking photo of that and I want it blown up. And I 
worship this man. I'm like, okay, I'm like going to, I'm going to have a poster of him like in the ceiling, on my ceiling. Yeah. So people listen up if you want to help this guy. He opened up the animal rescue charity ADA Foundation. ADA Foundation? Yeah. So send your money there. I want to start following people, heroes like this. I don't care about fucking celebrities. I don't follow celebrities anyways, but I don't care about that. I'm, you know, and and then those Yeah, it's like, what, are, what is Brad Pitt doing for the dogs in Ukraine? Like, you know, yeah. or George Clooney or... Elon, Elon Musk, you yeah, know, what is, doing, what is you know? Jeff Bezos doing? The fucking yeah. richest man in the world. Like, yeah. come on, what are you fucking doing for those dogs? Veterinarians are rock stars and we always say it and it's the truth. Hands down. It Paws is. down. Veterinarians are, and guess what? You think that, the, you know, when you complain about how much it costs to go to your vet, please stop. They don't make any money. They don't, they are not making money like doctors. They're not wealthy. They had, they had to pay a lot of school. They do this out of the goodness of their heart. They, in fact, the, I've learned today from Louise that emergency vet care is going out of business. Well, here in San Francisco. Here in San Francisco. But that's a big deal. This is a rich city. We have a lot of money here, and the, the vet, 24-hour vet can't even stay open. It's, it's ridiculous. I we don't have get to have that. a special episode about that. Yeah, we will. So we've, we've mentioned several heroes, and you know what? It doesn't take a big hero like this. This guy is obviously, I mean, he's risking his life in the crossfires and all. But you know what? You can be a hero by donating money because that's what they need. To able to do this, they need the funds. Money is really the, the – if you want to put your money to work, donate it and do something good for yourself. And you, and I, I like what Louise, you said when, in the last episode. You want to leave pluses or minuses when you leave this world. Leave pluses. Yeah, that's right. It's a very good way to think of life that you make an input on this world, on your time here on, on Earth. And you can either make, a, you know, something that's going to lean more on the positive side or the negative side, what your impact is going to be. And, you know, you might feel like, you know, you're so small, you can't make a change because you're just one person. But every person leaves one print. It's like democracy. It's like voting. You know, it's your, your voice matters. Your impact matters. So you can choose to make it a plus, make it a minus. And what can you do to plus it? Right now, you can donate to these rescue organizations in Ukraine. And I, I love that one because when you said that, it really resonated with me because it felt it felt more attainable. Because sometimes I think, God, I, I, I am overwhelmed. I can't make enough difference. There's too too much that needs to be done. There's I'm not big enough. But I'm like, oh, I just need to just add pluses. Yeah, and you know, and we gotta we gotta keep making it better. Because there are more generations to come. And actually, there is a new generation of puppies in our little dog rescue. Uh, Yeah, these are surprise puppies. (laughs) We had no idea. Yeah, we, (laughs) Maleficent, which is Louise's foster, which is a very sweet, cute little, she's like a miniature. Spitz. And what? She's a Spitz mix. A Spiff mix? Spitz the fuck are you saying spitz spitz what's that s-p-i-t-z i've never heard that 
It's like a Pomeranian almost, oh. but like, uh, you know, a little longer spits. Oh. You know, like a Japanese spits, okay. for example. Okay, okay. I feel like she looks like a miniature golden retriever, but she's... You know, oh, I can see what you think. That yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like we think pit bulls are giant chihuahuas, she's like a miniature golden retriever or a spit. That's very well put. But she was part of a hoarding situation, and so she has not been, you know, acclimated to a lot of humans around her. Yeah, she is very shy of humans, uh, but I'm making great progress with her. I'm petting her more and more, and she's definitely coming around. She just needs time. Uh, But yeah, she suddenly gave birth. (laughs) Yeah, we... Had no idea. She did not look pregnant at all. Because she was so skinny. She is skin and bones. Like, I realized, you know, I thought she was skinny when she came. Right? But after she had those puppies, it was like a cavity oh, under her ribcage. Oh, my God, Louisa. Because she was not, she was, yeah, she was skinny as a, she was skinny when she was pregnant. It's a mi- miracle that she had six puppies. Six? Six. Where'd she, they come from? They, she had no, She had nothing but puppies inside of her body then. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing that they all, you know, made it, I think. Right. I've been feeding her, you know, several times a day now. Yeah. She's going to be nice and fat, but those puppies are so cute. They are. They're just so precious little loves. So if you've always wanted a puppy and you want to adopt one of her puppies, you got to stay tuned because, I mean, they're not available now, obviously, because they're just, what, how old? Are they two weeks old? Yeah, about. Yeah, so they still have about four or five weeks. That's mm. it. The man is crazy there. They just... Oh, I don't know. I feel like that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. This is, seems serious. Uh, well, uh, yeah, about the, the, the puppies being adopted out. Uh, when they're eight weeks old and I I don't think I can do it (laughs) I was thinking you're like gonna say I'm gonna keep them all yeah that's what I'm saying oh man you're gonna have you're gonna have to I know I can't but you know but at least you know Maleficent I don't know I can't you can you're not gonna have eight dogs do you know that's eight dogs yeah I know (laughs) then she's stuck in another hoarding situation (laughs) that's why you get them adopted quick you got to rip the cord quick yeah, okay. Cut the cord quick. You got to get them adopted fast because it does. You get, I, I, I know, I know. It's I hard. loved, I know because I know when I had those puppies, I, but I stayed in touch with all three of them. Mm. Oh. I still get pictures and updates and it really makes it so much better because I see them and I'm like, those dogs are having the life. They're like, and it's worth everything. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I have to imagine that, you know, the life that they're going to have. They're going to have, exactly. They're going to be so, they're going to have the life. Because you and I always find good homes. We've had a few mistakes, but ma- I would majority of the fo- homes we find are like, we know. You know, like I'm so excited for Yodi to go with this adorable, cute couple. Oh, so Yodi's sweet. finally going home. Yeah, so, you know. Even though I love him and I'm going to miss him and I feel guilty for no stupid reason, just it comes with the territory, I know he's going to have a good life. Yeah, he's going to have an amazing life. So you just, but yeah, it's going to be hard because you know what? For some reason, the puppies get you. Like, you get attached to those puppies easily. I do. I just, you know, whenever I get home from work, I just run into the bedroom and I just like fall down on my knees and I just like look at those puppies and I just get lost in... 
puppy land. Mm. Oh my god! And two of them. Did you say two of them opened their eyes today? Yeah, two of them oh. opened their eyes today. And that makes it even. It's just and like I was like hello. Oh, they're like <laughs> the world is like they're just like whoa. And I'm what? like, don't mind the laundry <laughs> in the corner. Just, oh my god. I know. Oh my god. You're gonna find the right. I know you, Louise. You better. You know what? You better not be difficult with adopting and and not thinking that everyone's not good enough for them. Well, if they're not good enough, I'm not going to adopt them out. Yeah, of course. But you might be more of a critic on every little thing because you're like, and then you're going to be stuck with eight dogs. Well, only the best for my puppies. Oh, or... yeah. only the best. Hmm. Only the best. So you choose. Ooh. You're in control. Yes. What are their names? You know, the mother is Maleficent, so I'm going to give you a hint mm-hmm. and say that I'm probably naming the puppies after other characters of the Maleficent movie, the Disney one. Can you give us some, some examples? Um, Meriwether. That's a cute yeah. girl name. Mm-hmm. Diablo. Mm. The, the crow. That she, I Maleficent love it, has. Diablo. I love it. Diablo is a good one. And then there's Samson. Oh, I love it. And... Um, Flora and Fiona and Ooh. Meriwether. Those are the, yeah, the three fairies. The fairies. And then there's Aurora, of course, mm. Sleeping Beauty. Because we, we have six, so we got six. They usually more boys are born. It really, more boys are born. Yeah, like China. <laughs> oh God. Well, no, a female and male have been born, but we know what they do to the females in China. So Ukraine. All the people of Ukraine, we see you and we see what you're doing to try to save your family members and your family pet members. And um, there's just not enough that we can do to help. But um, God, thank you for representing what it means to have a dog and a cat. And I've seen birds and whatever pets you have. What? Thank you for representing what it means to you by not leaving them behind. On a lighter note, did you know that Putin has had several dogs? No. You wouldn't think of him as a dog owner. No. You know, like Trump is the first president in the history of America who doesn't have a dog. Right. But Putin has had several dogs. Okay, well, tell me, what's the story about that? Well, I don't know. I just gave it a Google. It's uh, interesting. Does he care about the fucking dogs in the Ukraine? Probably fucking not. I mean, he, I mean, I think he just cares about Russian dogs. Yeah, you're <laughs> exactly here. Pets of Vladimir Putin. Mm. When Putin took office, the Putin family had two poodles, uh, and then his ex-wife took them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he had the black lab. Uh, and then a shepherd, and he had Buffy. Can you imagine Putin calling his dog, Buffy, come here, Nuh-uh. Buffy, come here, That's Buffy. weird. You see Putin doing that? He's weird. He's Well, you know, if he has a dog, you know he cuddles with that, right? Yeah, but, like, if you have a dog, you don't care. You You love dogs wherever they're from. You don't see dogs as being... Oh, my, my dog's an American dog and your dog is from Russia. Well, you know, maybe he's one of those guys who has, you know, like dogs to look macho. You know what I, I mean? I think so. Because doesn't he w- ride around in, on horses without a shirt off? 
does he? Yes, he does. It's on SNL. They do it. They do it. They do it. <laughs> they make fun of him with it. He literally rides around on his horses without a shirt off. Mm, so the dogs are probably part of his image. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Mm. Do you think they sleep in his bed? Absolutely not. Mm. They're just image dogs. Because the the ex-wife took his dog. Well, I'm going to get some two dogs too. (laughs) You know, if he would have had a chihuahua or something like cute and little, like a loss of absolute, like a shih tzu. If he had a shih tzu, that would change my mind about him. But yeah, yeah, but he's got these show dogs. I'm a big fluffy well, white dog. Well, is a show dog too. I'm just saying, like a small silly dog. Yeah, a dog of... that's like, a, yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. I got you. If he had a rescue, I'd be completely confused out of my fucking mind. If he had a mutt rescue, yeah, I yeah. would lose it. I'd be like, I don't get it. I'm, I have no idea. I mean, I don't really know what the world to me is backwards. Anyways, it makes no sense. All the shit that goes on makes no sense as it is. So you know. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Well, I think that's a wrap. Is it? I just put a big giant piece of watermelon in my mouth. I, I keep eating while we do these podcasts. I hope it's not heard. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think it's charming. Well, let's hope our listeners think it's charming. That is a wrap. We appreciate all of you so much for listening in. Please continue to listen in and Spread the love and share our podcast to many people, as many people as possible. We need you out there. If you go through the trouble of rating our podcast or following us on Instagram, then you will help us be seen by more people and reach a wider audience and trying to convey our message about rescue dogs being the perfect family members. And uh, Tiffany, what's our Instagram? Fairy underscore tales underscore and it's tale uh well yeah it's tales not like fairy tales like story tales but take like dog tales so fairy underscore tales like a dog tale underscore dog underscore rescue and and that's it right yeah that's it over and out <laughs> over and out ciao